Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We're thriving, thriving, thriving. And I am so thrilled to be having this conversation because I love, you know, there are certain conversations I love to have. I actually love all of the conversations I have on radio, but there's some that I get like little kid excited about. And, uh, you know, after being called the Perminator, I'm Want not to break out the finger paint and the crayons. Do you know, like, <laughs> I am getting emails with the, the whole Terminator picture with my face on it. You know, that the Terminator came Yeah, but out. the vision I get when you say oh, Terminator, it's I, like you've got this huge 80s perm like my mom used oh to have God, back in the I day. I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Everyone had one. And I could just see you with like this big, huge bouffant, like... Bam. Oh, I'll get you. I'll get you my little high school picture. Please do. I love to play around with that. For those of you that t- for those of you that didn't hear what that was about, and and I want to put it in context to my next guest, and you know it is sort of interesting how I pick up these little names. Benny calls me pistol. What do you call me? Pistol pack and patty. Pistol pack and or, patty. Or- for yeah, sure, because yeah, it's just go. the peas running That's together. It, it's all yeah. the peas. Mm-hmm. And I was on a show last night, and someone said, oh, you know, th- thank you for letting me call in. I'm finally talking to the Perminator. <laughs> and I'm like... I think yeah. I, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, okay, this is one of these things in radio or television so where someone and 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 the guy says he said, uh, yeah, you're the Terminator. You're the one that does positive permanent change. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm using that. It's well, not the Terminator. I'm telling you, we'll call Arnold and have him do that. Oh, we'll have please. him voice that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not the Terminator. It's the Terminator. Well, actually, we'll talk to my guest today. Maybe <laughs> she can help us out with that because you know there are some things that you can name and and. and and, for example, in radio and television, and some things become popular beyond our wildest imagination. Now, we're, you know, we're quite a little popular show, but I'm talking about stuff like the TV series Lost, popular beyond words. Uh, and I was speaking with someone this morning who, who kind of put it in the context of the Star Trek, the Trekkies that follow it around. I mean, the phenomenon of this television series Lost is really mind-boggling for a lot of people, but not for my guest today. Lynette Porter is joining me here today, Associate Professor in Humanities in the Humanities and Social Sciences Department of Embry-Riddle uh, Aeronautic University. And so she has done a critical analysis of Lord of the Rings, and we're going to be talking with her about the lost phenomenon. Because I believe sometimes, and, and I do believe this, growing up, you know, War of the Worlds came out, and we thought it was just fantasy. But some people believe it is sort of the micro of the macro, or vice versa. Lynette, thank you so much for joining the show today. Yeah, thank you. You know, lost. The fun, I call it a phenomenon. Am I out of place in doing that? Oh, no. Okay. Lost is something we have not seen the likes of on television before. And even though, you know, there are little bits and pieces, you might think, oh, that's similar to another type of series. Lost really is in a category all by itself. So, yeah, it's very much a phenomenon. And, you know, there are so many questions, so many inside conversations. And you and I were talking before we came on about the reference to the Star Trek phenomenon and the fact that, you know, there are Star Trek Trekkie uh, events in Las Vegas every year. Oh, there are. And, in fact, you know, I've worked with Creation Entertainment a few times on things like their Lord of the Rings conventions, you know. So very much I've been interested in, in that part of fandom for different fandoms for a very long time. And yes, I still consider myself a trekker, so I, I go back to the original series there. Um, but, you know, Lost is, in many ways is similar to a great fandom like Star Trek, but it also is similar in the ways that sometimes it, it breaks new ground on television. With Star Trek, the, the classic series now, we had the first interracial kiss, for example. 
we had all kinds of, of people working together, even though they, Gene Roddenberry had placed it in outer space. But they were, you know, basically had their little UN going here, you know, and, and trying to solve some problems. And in a lot of ways, you find some of those same things replayed on Lost. Of course, Lost benefits from about 40 years now of television since then. Well, and then what you've put together is, you know, this complete guide to help, you know, many of us understand the phenomenon beyond what we even imagined. So let's talk about what it means to unlock the mysteries of loss and really unlock the, the and cover the secrets behind it. What what was your sort of interest in looking at this from from the perspective of being an associate professor? I mean, this had to be more than just a casual interest for you. It was. I started watching Lost simply because I thought it was going to be a great casual interest. Um, we had talked a little bit earlier, too, about how I'm a fan of Dominic Monaghan, and so there's that Lord of the Rings connection again. Uh -huh. So I knew about six months before the series debuted that a pilot episode was being made on Oahu. And at that point, people were talking about the polar bear on the island, and that's really all I knew about Lost. So at that level, I was intrigued, but after I saw the first episode, I knew I wanted to write about it. There was so much going on there, and since that time, Lost has had so many more layers added to it and has become this phenomenon. So you know, it's unusual for me to run out of things to, to ever write about You know, when you have a series like Lost. I don't think I could ever cover every potential point of interest. Uh, but there's, you know, there's so many different themes, so many characters. It really has become, you know, uh, an all-consuming interest for me, uh, you know, because there is so much going on there. So, you know, I think with a lot of fans, they had maybe not the interest to write in it, but certainly found that what they thought was going to be something maybe like a guilty pleasure or even just great entertainment, you know, certainly they got more than they bargained for once they started in with this series. Well, you know, I love that you've written this book, and let's just make sure everybody knows that uh, uh, about the book that you've written, Unlike the Mysteries of Lost and Uncover the Secrets Behind the Phenomena. I mean, you know, that's what we're talking about, but you, you've actually written a book to help provide some answers to people, or should I say maybe heat the debate up a little bit more between folks? I think that's it, and with Lost, you know, there's, there's no limit to what we can debate, because it deals with every aspect pretty much of life. And, you know, even if you look at the title loss, I mean, that's a debatable topic for a long time. What we were trying to do with, with Lost Buried Treasures, which is our newer book, we actually have two, two Lost mm -hmm. books out there, the Unlocking the Meaning, which is more right. of the bigger themes, and then more of a, a fan guide to it, is to at least capture some of those main areas of interest, you know? So um, we're looking at things, oh, from like the musical selections on Lost, everything through ancestor texts or books that, you know, have been written before and lost kind of taps into those to just, you know, I'm a personal uh, fan of Sawyer. And so I love all these little pop culture things and what that means about us. Yeah, and there's just there's so many areas like that that we can explore with this series, and that's unusual for television. And let's talk about that because there are millions of people that probably are watching it that believe everything is put together based on some random set of circumstances. <laughs> I actually believe, and maybe you could shed some light on this, that there is so much purposeful. Uh, attention to detail, like oh, yeah. the selections of songs. Am I making that up? You know, or no, no. And a good example. I mean, it, for people who like to go back and watch episodes again, or however they've they've captured them or downloaded them. If you look in the most recent episode, um, there were a couple of songs that were used. For one, the Patsy Cline song. Um, I mean, a lot of Patsy Cline songs always go through with what 
Kate is doing. I mean, we've had a number of different Patsy Klein songs, but She's Got You was the one that was played in the most recent Kate that, uh, Flash Forward rather episode. And, uh, you know, the way that that was cut, you certainly got a lot more emotional resonance there. You get a whole sense of who Kate is and kind of where she came from by the Patsy Klein song being selected. When Sawyer came to the door, again, the same episode here, and, uh, you know, Kate was standing there. There was a Xanadu music, the soundtrack, the movie Xanadu playing in the background, and some of Olivia Newton-John's lyrics were just perfect, you know, for uh, what was being said at that point, you know, where the, the sound editing matched beautifully with the shot and the idea that what we're feeling is very much real and are we in Xanadu. So if you listen to the music, even something that's a, a detail like that, that a lot of people could just, you know, hear playing in the background but never really pay attention to, if you look at what's being matched on screen with that, again, there's a lot of resonance. There's a lot of deeper meaning that can come in because, you know, certainly we do question what is the island and, you know, what, yes. what are these people doing on it? And, you know, <laughs> is it really some kind of nirvana or, you know, exactly what are we dealing with? I think these are questions and, you know, what's kind of interesting is how people simply embraced that this is lost, this is an island, and as if it, I mean, the reality for some folks is that, wow, this is really happening and could really happen and mm -hmm. could be part of life. And so my question to you is, does this television series in this, in a lot of ways, represent or symbolize um, uh, what's going on in the outer world and the bigger picture right now on our planet? Oh, I think so. I think uh, many of our concerns are mirrored and lost. And I think you know, even the whole title of, of what it means to be lost or <laughs> are we lost, you know, that, that type of questing certainly is pertinent to this series. One of the things that Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, who are two of the writers, creators, who kind of deal with more of the day-to-day -day issues now than the original series creator, J.J. Abrams, one of the things that, that they've always said is there can be both a spiritual uh, kind of definition or a, a spiritual answer for what's happening on the island, but there could also be a very plausible, very scientific uh, kind of analysis of what's going on, that they are trying to deal in the realm of possibility, but certainly there are things that seem very mystical or, or you know, supernatural happening on the island as well. And I think that, again, mirrors a lot of questions that people have in their lives, like what's going on with our planet? Is, you know, should we follow people like Locke who are saying you know, that, that this island needs to be protected from outside people at any cost? Well, you know, what are we doing to our planet? Who should be allowed to maybe come in and, and try to manipulate or test? You know, and, and how should people be running the natural resources? That's one area. Um, we're looking at all kinds of, of political upheavals, and mm. certainly with an international cast like Lost, wow. international characters. You know, a character like Saeed, who admits to being a torturer, and we have all kinds of issues, perhaps because he was a member of the Iraqi National Guard, or Republican Guard, rather. Um, you know, that kind of response, mm -hmm. like, well, how do we deal with a character like that? Should we like him? Should we hate him? You know, when he does have a very good side, he's been one of our original castaways that we like, but yet he has some areas maybe we don't want to know about, you know, his life, either in the past or now, you know, in the flash forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there are many concerns at many levels, you know, from right. a, a purely natural to a political to a socio-political way to a spiritual way. 
You know, and they, they all indicate areas in life in which we're lost these uh, days. Wow, absolutely. Let's take a short break. Lynette Porter is my guest today. Hey, you got any questions about loss that you want to ask her? Uh, 1-800-930-2819. We'll just pop you up. Questions uh, that you want to ask Lynette? Boy, I think she's got them. 1-800-930-2819. A little Patsy Cline. Here we go. That you gave to me. What's ahead for you or your business in 2008? Get your custom roadmap for next year from internationally known astrologer Madeline Gerwick. Find out how to best focus your time and energy for the challenges and opportunities ahead. Call Madeline Gerwick at Polaris Business Guides for a personal or business consultation. Also ask about good timing for important events. Call toll-free 877-524-8300. That's 877-524-8300. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Hi, this is Chat with Women, and I'm Pam. And I'm Rochelle. We're a forum for women and the men who love us, who want to learn, grow, change their lives, and have some fun. Join us now five days a week, Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. to be inspired, educated, all with fun and love. Be sure to visit our website, chatwithwomen.com. power with your passion, your life with your vision, and your spirit with your mission. Dr. Lisa Cooney will help you learn to co-create life you want and deserve. She'll empower and affirm you both professionally and personally. Dr. Cooney will teach you how to live your life being balanced in mind, body, and spirit. Tune in to Cultivating Presence, the Psychology of Soul with Dr. Lisa Cooney, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Listen live at thedrpatshow.com. Why do people travel across the globe to see Dr. Nusheen Darvish at the Holistic Medical Center in Bellevue? Is it her specialization in women's health, allergies, and chronic illness? Is it because she founded a uniquely comprehensive, integrative clinic for cutting-edge, non-invasive, and FDA-approved therapies that improve the health of all patients? Yes, it is. Find out for yourself. 425-451-0404. That's 425-451-0404. Learn how to balance mind, body, and heart during your own renaissance and improve the quality of your life and those around you. Bust the crust of your egoic thinking. Michael Nardi, the Renaissance Man, author of the new book, Stop Thinking, Start Living, and Begin Celebrating Every Moment, tells the story of his mother-in-law, Mama Jay, her miracle, and how he stopped thinking and how he celebrates every moment. Check out michaelnardi.com. That's michael, N-A-R-D-I.com. Three ways to listen. On the AM dial at 1150, on the FM HD dial at 98.9 HD3, or online at 1150kknw.com. One great station. Alternative Talk, 1150.
Welcome back, everyone. Get a hold of yourself, Benny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by <laughs> Lynette Porter joining me here today. So now we are looking at and having a great conversation about the TV series Lost, but more importantly, about what some of the underlining meanings may be or symbolisms. Because, you know, more than it just being a random television show uh, that many people look at, there is a lot of thought that goes in this. And Lynette has done an incredible analysis and so um, a lot of what she's written about you know provides answers provides conversation and in some cases provides additional debate Lynette thank you so much for joining us today I'd love for you to give out some websites so that folks know how to find out more or connect to your blog I, I uh, have an author blog at Amazon.com, so if you would look up any of my books there like Lost Buried Treasures or Unlocking the Meaning of Lost there's one blog there, but I also have a blog that I've been updating at, soon after every new episode, and that's a MySpace site. So it's myspace.com slash Lynette Writer, all one word. So it's L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E-W-R-I-T-E-R. And as well, my co-author David Lavery has a site that is davidlavery.net. So any of those places are good to find more about what we've written about Lost. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us here today. Why do you think that this has become the phenomenon that it has become? And are you finding that people uh, personally identify with some of the characters and therefore go through the losses that, that we experience through the show? Oh, yes. In fact, you know, on a very personal level, I had a lot of that last May when we had the finale episodes and we lost Charlie because that would have been you know, a character that particularly I've been interested in following his ups and downs on the island. But one of the reasons why I think Lost is so popular and has maintained that popularity is because we can identify with the characters even as we're looking at some of their flaws. These are not perfect people, which may be another reason why so many characters are, are so popular. Um, there are things that they do that frustrate us, but also they are lovable in many ways. So, yeah, there is a lot of that audience identification with one or more characters. Um, and, some, you know, sometimes there are characters that people love to hate, and Lost has had some of those as well. So, uh, yeah, Anna Lucia, for example, was a very controversial character. Some people just loved her and loved her strength, and they loved all the things that she was representing because she was a very, very strong woman who had taken up leadership of this other group of survivors, the Tailies. But yet a lot of people found her to be a very annoying character and were almost vindicated when she was killed. So, you know, you do find a lot of, of responses there. Lost is one of those series that people really just don't watch at a superficial level. Even if they're not involved in all the mysteries or all the levels of detail, you know, certainly they do follow characters and they'll follow certain threads in the plot, you know, and that's what keeps them coming back week after week. What is, Lynette, in your opinion, what is the, what I believe, what is the most significant unanswered question about Lost? Well, I think the big question has always been, what is the island? Yeah. You know, I mean, just really basic from where we saw these people waking up now, you know, four seasons ago, and we still don't know all about it. We found out, you know, a few weeks ago that there's a 31-minute gap between where people are on the island and even the freighter coming to rescue them. 
So, you know, there are all kinds of questions, and a lot of them, I think, can be answered maybe scientifically. We have a lot of, of names that are repeated, you know, who refer to physicists and mathematicians and so on. So I think, you know, loss is heading in that direction with part of the explanation. But again, you know, where can these people be that, you know, the island has been unexplored, uh, you know, unidentified for so long, but yet certain groups have, have found it different times in its history? So, you know, I think that's the big one. But there, there are many unanswered questions. Um, right now, a big question is, who are the Oceanic Six? You know, we know a few people who obviously were rescued from the island and live in our time, you know, with the flash forward stories. But not all those people have been revealed, and we don't know exactly what they had to do to get off the island, too. So that opens up a whole new set of questions. So I don't, I don't think you could answer just one main question without opening up five or six, <laughs> maybe thousand other questions that come along with it. You know, Loss is really good at questions. You know, Lynette, one of the things that I find so fascinating about this is how willing people are to engage not knowing yeah. the answers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, it, it's like we don't know the answers, but we're willing to not only engage, but we're willing to sit there on the edge of our seats. And I think part of it, too, is even if we're going to guess and, and we discuss it with people online as well as people in our families and, you know, people at the office, or, you know, law seems to be one of those areas that inspires conversation a lot of places. Um, but even if we get some of the answers wrong, you know, there's, there's always a new interpretation or something else happening. And you're, you're very much right. I think that the way the story is written, and again, you know, the high-quality writing and acting, the production design is another reason people keep coming back. But we are sitting on the edge of our seats. We can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Um, you know, and I think that's, again, you know, why so many people internationally have their sites on the web and they, you know, they talk to each other after the show and they you know, are, are going back and forth and asking and positing theories and all this going on. You know, it's something that certainly has captured our imagination at many levels. And it's an international phenomenon. You know, it's something that is not just specific to the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that a lot of people want to talk about. And I think that's great. You know, if, if laws can get us talking about some of these issues on a TV series where it's kind of safe to discuss a lot of often controversial issues, you know, then that, that's good. That's only something maybe for the better. So, you know, I, I certainly hope it engenders a lot of dialogue. And, and, you know, Lynette, I mean, it's clear to me that you uh, have been following this from day one and mm -hmm. have really put in some incredible time and energy into the questions and into the, the sort of profile. What do you believe is the psychological connection that people have to the series? I think in many ways we do feel lost. Mm. And for me, one of the reasons I was initially interested was more of a spiritual connection, particularly with some of the characters. And, you know, Locke right now is kind of going through a phase. I don't know if I want to identify with him or not. Uh -huh. um, but where, you know, he was certainly searching for meaning in his own life and didn't find that with his family, with, you know, his, his surrogate families, with his friends, through his job. Um, you know, so there is a, a lot of connection that way. And, you know, I think psychologically people do feel that this is a very hazardous time in the Earth's history. Uh, you know, certainly things seem to be spinning out of control in many ways. There's a lot of chaos going on all around us, and people are looking for answers. They're looking for explanation. So it's very much reasonable to pick a character or two, you know, that might have some similarities of background or, or some point of view that, you know, is common with a viewer. And then to look at that, look at the world through that character's eyes. 
you know, certainly I think a lot of us have been thrown into uh, modern world situations in the last decade that we never thought we would find ourselves in. We are very much out of place and just trying to, to get through under conditions that maybe have never happened before and, you know, at this point, up to this point in history. So for people to see what's going on on the island and finding people who also are that much, you know, questioning what's happening in their lives, that's, that's something that's important to them, I think, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. Lynette, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, and it is, I love looking at symbolism and reflection on things that folks believe are not real and how they show up in real life every day. Thank you so much for bringing this uh, to our attention and shining some light on this. Well, thank you for having me. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. When we're back, Matt James in the house. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.